0: Please pray, come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we call upon your Holy Spirit, we ask for the graces to know that your Son is truly present in the Eucharist as we celebrate First Communions this weekend. We ask for the graces for all men here to live a missionary presence of fatherhood, and we ask for the graces to know that ultimately that your Son loves us beyond all measure. Please remove all distractions, all evil that is in this place, so that we may leave here transformed with more hope, more love, and more joy. We make all these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to, to be here with you, and I'd like to just incur, uh, tell you a story about uh, a gentleman who was on an airplane recently. And this gentleman was a little bit older, and he finds that when he's on an airplane, having conversation makes the plane ride go by a little bit faster. And he was sitting next to a young woman, and he asked her this same thing. He's like, Would you like to have a conversation? Because I find when I fly, it just goes by faster. When I have conversation with somebody. And she said, sure, I don't mind having conversation. And he said, well, I'm an atheist. And so for those who don't know what an atheist is, an atheist is someone who does not believe in the existence of God. And he said, I'd like to debate the existence of God. And she said, well, let me ask you this question first. You ever notice how animals poop? And he's like, yeah, I've noticed animals poop. And he sa- She said, do you ever notice how, like, how like, rabbits and how deer, when they poop, it's like little pellets? And, she- and he's like, yeah, I've noticed that. And do you ever notice like, when elephants and like, when horses poop, it's like a big chunk and like, when it hits the ground, it's just like poof. And he's like, yeah, I've noticed that. And do you ever notice how like when cows poop, it's just like a disk and it just goes flying out of their butt? Do you ever notice that? And, she- and he's like, yeah, I've noticed that. And she just says... Do you know why that is? And he said, I haven't a clue. She said, well, why would you want to debate the existence of God when you do not know crap? (laughs) Tell that to your atheist friends and see what they think about that. But I bring that up because we believe in a God who is so big, so loving, that you simply cannot comprehend how amazing His love is for us. And if we think God is small, that's on us. God is huge, yet He loves us. And He proves it by sending His only Son to us, and He gives us these commandments because of us accepting His love, then we keep the commandments. Because we want to say, I want to remain in that love of that immense God. I don't understand why he loves me, little old me, why he loves me. But to keep the commandments, I do it to remain in love with him. St. John Paul II called the Ten Commandments the Ten Gifts. To remain in love with him. And if you think about that, God is huge. He's, he's so incomprehensibly big. And he could have given us a million commandments, but he didn't. He could have given us a 1,000 commandments, but he didn't. He could have given us 100 or 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 or 15, but how many did he give us? Ten. Ten commandments. Now, Sam, First Communion, right? I may have given you a hint at this, but we have ten commandments, and our first commandment is to love, the Lord with all, to love our Lord first, right? Put God first. Second commandment is what? not use the lord's name in vain am i right third commandment we're doing it right now keep holy the sabbath and fourth commandment is to honor your mother and father now keeping the holy of the sabbath is 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 doing what we're doing right now doing what jesus commanded us he said do this in remembrance of me and also the sabbath means having rest like saying no to all the craziness in the world. And I'd like to look at the third commandment and the fourth commandment together today because as our students go through their first communion this weekend, there's no way, mom and dad, that they can drive themselves to church and keep the commandments on Sunday. That's your job. And for them to honor their mother and father and to keep the third commandment, it goes like hand in hand. You can't separate those things. And when they confirm, they're saying, thank you so much, I am going to live the faith Apart from you now, I still need you, but now I'm owning it. I'm owning it. And to keep the Sabbath, to keep that Sabbath, it's not easy because there are spirits out there that don't want you and I here. They don't want us here. But I just want to say, on behalf of the priest, on behalf of Deacon Annie, the parish, we want you here every single Sunday. Because as our world goes more crazy and more crazy and more crazy, Look at how peaceful it is in here right now. We need this. We need community. We need the Eucharist. We need the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Because I don't know about you, but like the more I, I turn on the news, the more I like just get disgusted with the world, thinking everything is going to hell in a handbasket. But yet, when we keep the commandments, when we put Christ first, and we don't use his name in vain, by saying, like, Jesus Christ, or God damn it, or oh my God, and we keep this at the center of our lives, and we honor our mother and father, and the rest of the commandments. The gift is peace, the gift is hope, and we don't see that in our world so much right now. In our gospel reading today, Jesus is very clear He says, Fear no one. He says, nothing is concealed that will not be revealed. Sometimes we think we can hide from this big God. We think, he won't see me, and we fool ourselves. He says, there will not be one secret that will not be known. All of us are going to be judged. We're all going to be judged for how well we kept the commandments, how well we kept the promises when we had our kids baptized, that we would raise them in the faith by keeping the commandments, and when the priest asked everyone here if you have a child and got them baptized, he said, Do you clearly understand what you are about to undertake? And the parents respond, I do. But sometimes we wonder after baptism, are they ever going to come back? At the first communion? Are they ever going to come back and keep the commandments? Because as it's Father's Day weekend, as it's Father's Day weekend, the fathers, all of you who are dads out there, there is an immense impact that you make on your children, whether you realize it or not. There's been a study that's come out in a a program called That Man Is You. It's a men's program for spirituality, for growing in fellowship. And I can remember when I saw this statistic, my jaw dropped. It said when mom, mom brings the kids to church, the chan- and she brings them every single Sunday, the chance of those kids remaining practicing Christians the rest of their life is 5%. But when Dad brings the kids to church every single Sunday, the chance of those kids remaining practicing Catholics is 50%. That's just the impact of being present to your children, how much that goes, Dad's. Your kids look up to you more than you think. They hear more than you think they hear. And sometimes it takes a long time for them to hear that. I'm very guilty of that. My parents thought about sending me to juvie. They didn't know what to do with me because I wasn't listening. But what changed my life to learn how to keep the commandments was the sacrament of confession. And I remember when I had the gospel presented to me by a priest who challenged me and called me out of all my cowardice, You know, talking about that nothing is concealed that will not be revealed. That I was living a deeply sinful life. And the number one thing I would say is, I wasn't happy. I wasn't peaceful. And he said, if you want to be a man of God, which I truly did, but I didn't know how to do it. He said, go to confession and surrender your life to him. So I went to confession and I did that because I wasn't happy. And then at that mass, that particular day at that men's conference, I heard the words that we're going to all hear today when the priest held up the Eucharist. And he said the words, and I heard them as if they were the first times I ever, ever heard them, like truly in my heart. And I heard the words, this is my body. And I never felt more loved in my life. Every dam in my life broke open. All those areas of bullying, all those areas of lies, of deceit, of partying, of doing horrendous things that would make your jaws drop. He broke through through all of that. And I never felt more loved in my life. And within a few seconds, I felt called to be a priest. And it kind of made sense because I was searching for hope. I was searching for peace. And it came through Jesus being present in the Eucharist. Newsflash, Father Matt and I probably had many chances with many different women to get married before. Priests do not give up marriage and children for a wafer. But we do give up our lives and lay our lives down for all of you for Jesus Christ, who is truly present in the Eucharist. And as you come down the aisle, and Sam, as you come down the aisle today to receive Jesus, we hold up Jesus and we say the body of Christ. And what is your response? Amen, Amen, right? And what does amen mean? I believe, yes, so be it. So Jesus, he knows your hearts. And I'd really encourage you to ask yourselves, do I believe that it is truly Jesus? And not because Father Zach says so, or Father Matt says so, or Deacon Andy says so, but because Jesus Christ says so. Last weekend, we just celebrated Corpus Christi Sunday, and the reading said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. For my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. And when Jesus said that to the crowds, there was between like 25, 35, maybe 45,000 people there and everyone left at this teaching on the Eucharist, except for the apostles. And Jesus looked at that, looked at all of them, and He's looking at you and I too. And he says, "Will you leave me now too?" And Peter, our first pope, said, "Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. You have the words that saying that are the only words that are going to truly love me as the way I am created to be loved." And when we're at Mass, as the priest holds up Jesus, there's a cross behind him. And I want you all to look at the cross with me for just a second. His arms are open to embrace you, to love you, to turn your hearts over to him. And when he says, this is my body, we respond back, this is my body but I think a lot of us and this is the number one reason why a lot of us just don't give ourselves over to him is because we find something in ourselves that says I'm not worth dying for I'm not worth the Eucharist I'm not worth you Jesus and that's the whole gospel message is that you matter that you are worth it And he wants you to know his love intimately. He wants you to know his love personally. So instead of saying, why are you Catholic? And, so, and you say, well, mom and dad raised me this way, so I guess. That doesn't really cut the cheese today. Ultimately, we're Catholic because of that beautiful, sacrificial love. And that not only does he want to just love you from the cross, he wants to love you from his body and blood. And as you receive communion, you either put your hands out and you make a throne for a king. And you bow and the priest says, the body of Christ, and you say amen. Or you can receive on your tongue. I was never introduced to the idea of receiving the Eucharist on my tongue growing up. And I remember one time when I tried it when I was in college, And it just reminded me of being a child of my parents feeding me, spoon feeding me. And it just seemed to make a little more sense. Last thing. Jesus challenges us in our last words of our gospel today. He says, everyone who acknowledges me, who confesses me before others, I will acknowledge before my Father. I want to encourage you to do a little homework this week. Are you praying before meals, not just at home, but also out in public? Are you acknowledging Jesus? Are you saying prayers before you drive for safe travels? Are you saying prayers? Are you acknowledging God, or are you ashamed of him because you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable? Newsflash. Jesus makes people feel uncomfortable because his love is so intense. And Jesus ends with these words. He says, But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. And all of us know, when we look in the mirror, we know where we are acknowledging Jesus and where we are denying him. These are very clear words. And they're not meant to point fingers, but it's it's meant to say, let's just be honest. Where am I open to Jesus and where am I closed off to him? Where do I need to enter into the tension, which usually is where Jesus is, and start taking acts of faith? And a lot of, this, a lot of this goes on to the dads, the fathers out there on this Father's Day weekend. The church needs you to lead, because I gave you that statistic, 50% of all kids who remain Catholic is on you. Because your kids look up to you. And also, for whatever reason, our God is so good to us, he is Father, who sent his only Son So actually, dads, when your kids think of you, whether they're aware of it or not in their consciousness or subconsciousness, when they think of God as Father, they think of you first. They think of you first. Are you loving? Are you encouraging? Are you firm but fair? Are you repenting? Are you going to confession? Are you showing your kids the way of the gospel? And if you need accountability, please come see me after Mass. We have men's Bible studies. We do fit shepherds. We do different options of things here to help men live the faith, to lead their children in the ways of God. And if you have nobody leading you, then you have nowhere to lead anybody else. And the Lord is kind, he's compassionate, he's patient. But a lot of guys that come to my men's Bible study, they say, I come here not because I'm strong, but because I'm weak and I need accountability. And some of the men that come to the Bible study, they have dads that were duds. They were addicted to different substances, and they made a decision to say, I'm never going to be like that for my children because I know they look up to me. So as we enter into this Mass, what the Lord is asking for a lot of us, he's asking for your first commitment or maybe your recommitment as we profess our faith. So when we say, I believe... That's saying, and we say, I do to the creed. That's saying, I'm letting you in, Jesus. I'm letting you in. I'm not going through the motions anymore. I'm going to recommit my life to you to be the man or the woman that you created me to be. But I need your body and blood, soul and divinity to feed me so I can have the strength to choose life over death in this world, to choose Jesus over sin in this world, to choose to acknowledge you before others. Because apart from Jesus, you and I have a really hard life. But he's there with us, walking with us, encouraging us, just begging a lot of us just to open our hearts to him. Just begging us to open our hearts to him. And as we profess our faith, in just a moment here, Sam, we're going to invite you and your parents to come up. And you have a candle in your pew, right? Can you grab that? So in your pew is that candle, so your parents, when you were baptized, were given a candle to keep the light of Christ burning and alive in your life, okay? And they professed the faith for you because you couldn't talk yet when you were baptized, right? Or could you? Okay, good. So when you were baptized, they did that when it was a sign up to keep that flame going. And now you're saying, thank you, Mom and Dad, for bringing me here to this day. I want to come back every single Sunday, and I want to keep this light going, but I'm not going to make you stand up here by yourself. All of your parents come with you to give you a little encouragement. Is that okay? Okay. So if you want to come forward with mom and dad, mom and dad, you can put your hands on his shoulders, and then we will profess our faith. So if everybody could please stand at this time as we profess our faith.